Man, the clinic discusses multiple scuffles that happen around the league. Dwight Howard has some choice words for Shaq. And the Greek freak doesn't like ladders. I'm Rosa Panza. This is a clinic all-NBA podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? I'm being grateful. Happy belated Thanksgiving, everybody. What up? Yeah. John, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, brother. Sammy, how you living, my friend? I am good, my man. How are you? I'm doing great. I missed last episode. It was a great episode, but I'm back. And yes, we have a beef, an all-beef episode. There were so many fights, so many scuffles that happened around the league. The first one we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Apparently, after the matchup against the 76ers, Giannis was trying to get up some shots because he had a poor outing. He had like he was like four for 15 from the free throw line. And after the game, he was trying to get up some shots. And I think everyone on the Twitter world saw this. There were workers, the 76ers workers trying to take down the net as his shooting. And we found out that Montrez Harrell was also involved in this, taking the ball away so on and so forth first i want to ask this okay knowing all of the details here with montrez harrell with the staff with Giannis atentacumpo who's in the right here what do you guys think not montrez harrell <laughs> <laughs> all right Ex- explain explain uh, defend it well so i mean i i get like trying to be competitive and that whole thing and it's your arena but Giannis is just throwing up free throws man he ain't hurting anybody like if Harold was trying to do that probably should be throwing up a couple jump shots while he's back there Giannis wouldn't have stopped him if he was in Milwaukee I'm just saying (laughs) and in addition to that I'm just kind of going along that line Montrez has been in Philly for what the season's two months old for two months He's renting. He ain't buying. Like, it ain't his arena. That's true. If, if Embiid wanted to say something, fine. But come on, man. That's just... I I'm, I, I can't. I, I side with Giannis on this one. What'd you guys think? Well, I'm very disappointed that Sammy would tarnish the Laker legend Montrez Harrell like that. <laughs> one year uh, awful in the playoffs, played no defense. So I'm obviously being sarcastic here, but do you, you know what this reminds me of? You know when guys, the whistle's blown in any particular play of the game, somebody puts up a shot, the play's dead, and you have a defend, the guy on the other team, jump up and block the shot. To me, I don't like that, that's annoying. It makes sense, I get why people do it, but if you're gonna just play better defense, right? But this is takes it to a whole nother level, like Sammy said, because the game is over. There, there's no reason why anybody should prevent Giannis from trying to get better. You're not gonna. The game's over, right? This is probably just to get better for the next game. I mean, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to? You think you're gonna face them in the Eastern Conference Finals? Let's be real. Philly is not going to make it to Eastern Conference Finals, despite me picking James Harden as the MVP. He did get injured. <laughs> I will caveat with that, but. This is just ridiculous. I, I'm like, I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I hate the fact that Montrose Hell and the Sixers staff, whoever was in on it, Ladder Gate, this is just a joke to me. And I don't know how you guys feel about it. JJ, I want to get your thoughts on it. Well, I work with 
a lot of kids, teenagers, and I want to say that they do complain because a lot of them work in restaurants, and they'll say that people will walk in to a sit-in restaurant five minutes before it closes, and they'll take their time and eat, ask for refills, bread, <laughs> right? So I'm thinking with Giannis, you are on another team's court. People are trying to set up for an event that is happening. You have these workers trying to take it down because they want to go home. They have lives, and you're just gonna go there and like not only just shoot the free throws but knock the ladder down. I get it that you're a superstar, but it's like what they say in business: you treat the janitor the same as you would treat the CEO. Yo, so, were they really setting up an, for an event? Sorry, I, maybe I'm uh, I. I'm not clear on the facts, but if that's the case, then I feel differently about it. Were they <laughs> yeah. setting up for an actual event, like a concert? It was um, a season ticket holder event that was hosted after the game, and they're oh. they're trying to rush for setting it up for the people around the court, which was uh, the reason that there were fans recording that. I don't know if you want to call it altercation, but that whole incident. So okay. you have these wow. workers that need to do their job. And you have people right. that paid their money for this event, but I guess you could counter saying that they got their money's worth by seeing <laughs> Giannis so, going WWE on Cap. the ladder. I I'm am Jackson. calling Cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's Cap too. But anything that would make me want to side with Montrezl Harrell, I vehemently disagree with. So I'm gonna say no, no on all so, accounts. Going along those lines what? too, like I, I completely respect where you're coming from on that for the custodial crew. But unless Montrez isn't getting paid enough, he ain't part of that crew. So I don't understand what his beef was. I'm just, that, yeah. That's my only thing. But I get what you're saying about the the rest of the crew and them being delayed. So that part I totally respect. I did not know about that. So thank you for making me aware. I, I call cap because what type of event do you need to take down? Do you need to take down the nets for, and the hoops for? You can't just leave them up. Montrez shooting jump shots. Think, like I I don't understand. That's, but is that's, that on the? That's not on the workers, man. That's on the the directors and the higher ups. That's that's true. I will say that it was not tasteful for Giannis to literally like shove that ladder like onto the ground. <laughs> In almost like a semi-violent way, I'm not a fan of that. But I, I don't know, man. They're all professionals. That's the thing that I'm thinking of. Is like, if someone wanted to get up shots, I don't see any harm in it, right? And I'm not even gonna try to get in the middle of it. I'm gonna be like, hey, I need to do this. I need to do that. Is it cool if we like work around you? Can we work together to get everything done? Like, there's a conversation that needed to happen. But anyway. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks a little bit here. They're currently sitting second in the Eastern Conference. Number one is the Boston Celtics. Do you guys think that the Milwaukee Bucks are the true powerhouse of the East, or is this really the Celtics division or conference? Oh, man. What I'll say is that the Bucks, they have the number one best defense in the league. And that speaks volumes to what they could do in the playoffs. I think um, the Celtics have the best rating for offense, ironically, yeah. and they're known for their defense. So we said last year that 
it would be really exciting to have that rematch of the Bucks and Celtics with Middleton health, healthy. But do you, Sammy, John, and Jin, do you think that the Celtics could stop Giannis Middleton and Grayson Allen? Uh, <laughs> rhetorical question, obviously, right? That was a rhetorical question. The, the, I think you made a good point. You mentioned Chris Middleton. I mean, the Bucks haven't played a game with him yet this season, so it's hard to make an assessment. I think that being fourteen and five is pretty impressive. Not having your second best player, arguably Agreed. your second best player. Um, you can make a case for Drew Holiday, but yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of the Bucks. I've been a big fan of the Bucks. I know they're not flashy. I know that they're not, you know, dipped in crazy amounts of controversy like the Lakers or like the Nets, but they're, and Sam made a good uh, comparison earlier, they are like the Spurs, like the modern day for the 2000, you know, 20 and plus year Spurs. They are always there. They're a contender every year and they don't, they're just about the business. So I think they're definitely a, at least the top two team in the East, in my opinion. I don't, I don't Sammy, what do you think? I really want to see this series. I think these are clearly the best two teams in the East. We'll see. I mean, we're only a quarter way into the year, so obviously a lot could happen, but it feels like they're going to be there at the end. Right now, I would give a very slight edge to Milwaukee only because we don't know what we're getting on the coaching front in a playoff scenario, especially against a fully healthy Bucks squad. Mm. And obviously, he the coaching seems to have you know picked up without much of a loss. I mean, considering what they're doing, it's really impressive. But you just wonder. You kind of lost that that playoff coaching experience that Udoka had, and you're starting a little bit from scratch there, and just not having the experience. You wonder if that rears its head in uh, in a game six, in a game seven. So, by the slightest of edge, I would go with Milwaukee, but I would really love to see this series. So, hopefully, these teams stay healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna take it to our next topic here. We're going to talk about the L.A. Lakers. They had two scuffles, actually. The first one being with Russell Westbrook. Uh, They were up against the San Antonio Spurs, and apparently Zach Collins went up for a block, I think twice, right? And one of the blocks, I guess he was trying to just give a hard foul to Russell Westbrook. And boy, was it hard. Because Russell Westbrook ended up having a bloodied forehead just looked like a gash across his forehead bleeding all over the court he was ejected collins was ejected after this one and this is actually what collins had to say he said i blocked the first one and i shouldn't have jumped on the pump fake but i jumped and then the worst thing you can do is give up and and once in that situation so i was just trying to come down and hit his arm so the ball wouldn't get up to the rim unfortunately my elbow caught his head and he started bleeding and it looked terrible. So, <laughs> do you guys do you guys believe Zach Collins when he says that he was actually trying to hit his arm? Yes, because okay, this is from the on, Lakers fan here. On my list of dirtiest players, my bingo card of dirtiest players in the NBA, Zach Collins was not on the list. <laughs> and I, I, I mean. 
I looked at the replay. I've seen it. I saw it live and on TV. Yeah. And I don't think it was dirty in the slightest. I mean, it looked like literally his. it was incidental contact. The elbow hit him in the face. And, I mean, just look at the history, right? Zach Collins doesn't have a history of being a dirty player. And JJ, who is a on the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Portland Trailblazer fan, we can ask him who Zach Collins was a former player. If he's dirty, do you think he's dirty, June, based on your Blazer days as a fan? <laughs> I he could be a little chippy. Okay. I will say that. Chippy. I think but, I think Clay Thompson and Steph Curry would agree on that one as well. Interesting. Chippy, but chippy is like to me, a guy I'm old school. Chippy is not necessarily a dirty I mean it's kind yeah, of like I, he, he wouldn't make you bleed all over the court dirty right. he's he's just okay. physical I'll, I'll say he's physical okay I don't think that's dirty what do you guys think JJ Sammy I I think it was a hard foul and just unfortunately the way Zevil landed it caused I I don't think that was his intention and I don't think that was dirty either I just think it was meant to be a hard foul gone wrong but that's how it looked to me Jay I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was dirty, but I'll play devil's advocate. We've watched a lot of basketball games. We've played a lot of basketball games. We've seen a lot of rebounds. It's pretty hard to hit someone not only in the the face or head, but to make them bleed with yeah. an elbow. That Statistically is true. speaking, with all the possibilities of b- basketball being that physical, I've never. I haven't. June, you said it in the beginning of the pod before the po- before we started recording that we haven't seen Russell Westbrook or anybody bleed like that. I don't think I've seen that much blood on the court before. Can you guys recall a time like even in Malice, Malice of the Palace, Malice of yeah. the Palace, was and there was that like, much blood there? Those no. were clean shots too, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Stephen Jackson can't punch. <laughs> yeah, because Jermaine O'Neal slipped on the court the and smoke. just missed ending a guy's life. Dude, he would have ended him. Let, so let the hard. record state that yeah. John does not represent the views of the clinic. So, Mr. Jackson, <laughs> I know you listen to our pod and you're a big fan of us. That was John. Hey, I, I, I'll, yes. I'll say this. Yeah, that, that was me. But I guess <laughs> I, what? I know we I'll, love all the smoke. I'll, I'll say this. I want, I want all the smoke. I want it all. <laughs> but let's get to the next scuffle here. So, Pat Bev, okay, was in another scuffle. Apparently, DeAndre Ayton, after like a hard foul on Austin Reeves, DeAndre Ayton was like kind of standing over Austin Reeves and. Maybe an intimidating way, I'm not sure, but Pat Bev did not like that. Pat Bev ran over, pushed DeAndre Ayton straight in his back, pushing him to the floor. A lot of people were calling it a cheap shot. What do you guys think of Pat Bev's response to DeAndre Ayton standing over Austin Reeves? Well, I will, no, I'm not gonna, oh, go st- I'll let Sammy, no Sammy, I want you to start, but okay. I will say this, I'll preface it with this. Based on what your answer is, and all of you, I know if you're a uh-huh. Laker hater or not. So go ahead. Go ahead and bring it. Let's go. I will only say to start that when we were discussing these two for for tonight's episode, and we said that Russell Westbrook and Pat Beverly got in scuffles, I halfway assumed it was with each other at practice, uh, just because it feels natural. And it's not remotely shocking that they're the two that got into issues. With... With Bev, this is, the, like Booker talked about later, 
he did this exact same thing against the same team again in the back. It's just like, all right, we we know this is, you know, your brand as a player. You're gonna get into it, supposedly defend your teammates, doing all that. Not from behind, man. Just stop. Like it's it's gotten to be. It's kind of tired, and the fact that he already knew he was gonna get suspended and just walked off the court right away, like, that says even in his own mind, he knows. He knows. You don't come in from behind. And I'm just going to say, he gets suspended, they won the next two games. So how, how valuable <laughs> is Pat Bev at this point, really? I'm just going to leave it at that. You guys tell me, what do you think? I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, we saw last year an injury, unfortunately, that happened with Jokic and one of the Morris brothers where Jokic push the Morris brother behind yeah and because of that how long was Morris out like a month at least at I least think was, I think yeah, longer it was longer and you yeah, know that uh, the NBA wants to prohibit any vengeful acts or attacks from behind or just fighting in general obviously but um, this is just a preemptive thing it's a it's a message to the league where you can't respond like that and like what you're saying Sammy Pat Bev did this to Chris Paul. What was it, last year or two years ago? And um, I'm not saying that Chris Paul didn't deserve it. I'm not saying that DeAndre Aiden didn't deserve it, but I kind of agree with Devin Booker. If you're going to push somebody, I mean, push them in the chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is what he said. Now, John. All right. So we know who the Laker haters are on this, <laughs> this panel so far. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to clap flat, flat out say it. Yes, I agree with you. I think you should have pushed him in the front. But Pat Bev, right? How much damage is he really going to do to DeAndre Ayton pushing him from the back? Like, realistically, I understand that it's not like it's kind of a punk move. But I appreciate the fact that he's standing up for his teammates. I do think it was disrespectful to stand over Austin Reeves. Like that, if you're going to do that, you, you should expect some retaliation. And I will call you guys out. I'm going to call you guys out on this, on this right now. I'm sorry Ooh. to do this, but so aren't you two guys, the ones who support me or support this group and say that you're all about like old school eighties basketball. I mean, <laughs> how soft are we becoming here right he's pushing him from the back i get it like you should go in the front and confront him but that, it, like if you're if you're seeing your homie or your friend or your teammate getting disrespected like that you're not going to take your time to go around look Aiden in the face you're just going to react and be like yo don't punk my teammate like that don't don't get in. that's my guy <laughs> tell me i'm wrong here i have some come on i got some i, I have a point here right Ooh, John, John with a spicy take here. You have a point, I'm... but if it, was, if it was anybody else, it's just that it's Beverly. We have a track record for this. It's it's hard for me to... I can't, That's fair. I can't defend That's it. Fair. Okay. Just, that, I that might, That's fair. Okay. I think if, like if LeBron or Davis or Westbrook or know, name other players on that team, if Lonnie Walker <laughs> did it, I'd probably have a little more respect for it, but maybe that's what it is for me. Might be okay. my implicit bias. JJ, I'll let you defend yourself if I called you out. Hey, man, I always want to say sucker punches. That's no go. It doesn't matter if it's one on one, if it's a disadvantage with the fighters. You got to go face to face, man. That's just how okay. it is. I'm going to say That's this. Fair. I'm, I'm going to say that Pat Bev 
was brought to the Lakers for a reason. Mm -hmm. And this is that exact reason. Because you need like a wild, unpredictable animal on the court sometimes that just is a character or it's for intimidation or whatever. And that's why he's, he's definitely not there because of his efficiency. And he's definitely not there because he's a great defensive player because he used to be, but he's not really anymore. But he's there for these moments where it's like the team literally has to go behind him and be like, okay, I got Pat Bev's back because he's the one doing this. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's an accident either that they win two games afterwards because maybe it did galvanize them as opposed to just him being off of the court. I don't know. This is all just kind of hypotheticals I'm throwing out here, but we're going to take a short break with a word from our sponsor. The NBA season is heating up and there are so many unknown Orlando Magic wins. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on, in, on any NBA team to win their and to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we're going to get to the next fight here. It includes Jalen Green and the Atlanta Hawks. And basically, what happened is that DeJounte Murray and um, and Trey Young were knocking down threes. They were celebrating. They were doing things like DeJounte would like nail a three, hold his pose, like that gooseneck pose, you know, when you know that that shot was real nice, watches it go win. <laughs> And then he takes that gooseneck and he just slaps it. Slaps that neck right across Jabari Smith's junior's head. Excuse They're doing a, like stuff like that during this game. And Jalen Green obviously doesn't like this. So they get into a little scuffle. Things are said between Murray and Smith. Jalen Green getting involved as well. Posting a video of himself waving bye to Trey Young and the Hawks because they defeated them. The Hawks lost in this game with all that showboating. I want to ask you guys, do you guys like the showboating going on in Atlanta right now? Only if you win. How embarrassing is it to lose? If you're going to talk smack, if you're going to chest, if you're going to do these antics on the court, you better be able to back it up with winning. And there's, to me, that's it. It's black and white. There's no in-between, and, and that's the bottom line for me. So it's embarrassing. Like, Trey and DeJounte, you got to back it up. That's, you know, be a man about it. Don't and, and, then, and then at the very least, if you lose, just fess up to it. Like, take it like a man. Say, you know what? We were talking our smack. We didn't back it up. That's on us. But we didn't hear that from them. So to me, it's all whack. Yeah, and in addition to that, it's it's interesting that they're doing this against one of the statistically one of the three worst teams in the league. Even though I do <laughs> like what Houston's doing, I like what they're building, but they have one of the three worst records in the league. And it's like you're gonna pull all this out at at that game on their floor, right? And you know, it's funny we talked about the Spurs earlier, and we never hear about any of this stuff when they're when players are over there, right? 
And as soon as Murray got traded in the summer league, he started up. Mm-hmm. And uh, forgive me, I can't recall. It was with Paolo Banquero, actually. He yes. got into it with him. And now we we get this, and it's like you guys are eleven and eight or eleven and nine. You haven't won anything. Murray came from a team that won twenty five games last year. Like a little less Wesley Snipes and a little more winning some games here before uh, <laughs> before we start with all the all this. That, that that's all I'm saying. Maybe that's the old school in me, but it's like think of the showboats we remember, like Michael Jordan, Magic a little bit, just with you know the. I would even I wouldn't even call it showboating. Just the way he played, like it was a little flashy. But it's also like these teams were all successful. You lost a regular season game in November against the Rockets. Like, just stop. That that's where I'm at. I mean, you tell me. My my two hard line on this. That's how I look at it. No, you're not. I love the swag from the Hawks. I love that. But I think it's too much, man. And like what you two are saying, you gotta back it up. You can't be a first-round exit like last year and average nine points, Trey Young. You can't come from the Spurs, who didn't make the playoffs and were considered a lottery team last year, Dejounte. You can't shoot a jump shot, slap someone in the back of the head, and then go on the other side of the court, do the "you're too small" to the Rockets. Trey Young doing flapping his hands like a hawk, and then you miss your free throws at the most important <laughs> part of the game. Trey, so you gotta back it up. We, we've seen players with swag like Jordan and Kobe. They're really confident, but they didn't really do stuff like that. There's a difference. Yeah, there there isn't really like a showboating dancing going on like there is with Dejounte Murray and Trey Young. Yeah, like, like with Kobe and and Jordan, it's more like they had sort of this like mean demeanor. Yeah, you know this kind of like killer mentality so it felt different this just feels like they're goofing off you know in class and this is why i want to give props to to popovich is because i don't remember dejounte murray doing any of that in san antonio and now i think he he might be one of the most showboaty players in the league now that he's under nate mcmillan i don't know this is a nate mcmillan problem that he needs to fix or do you guys think you just let the players act however they want on the court and it doesn't really matter it's like i like what steve kerr said and stephen curry they all said that the locker room and how you play could be very loose but you better take care of business and they're not taking care of business what's the what's that proverb of the pro i think of it uh birds of a feather flock together and mm-hmm. when as soon as Dejounte goes to atlanta and trey is known for his, he's, he's been that guy, right? Even in college, he's been the showboater. He's been the guy that talks smack. And that's, you know, that's, it's entertaining, but it's not surprising that DeJounte picked up on that. You, you know, your company is, is kind of like the people that you hang with and the people that you're around. It's, you know, it's not surprising to me, so. Well, I'm gonna move us on to our next topic here. So Dwight Howard had some words for Shaquille O'Neal. And basically, Shaquille O'Neal went on his um, podcast, the big podcast, talking about Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard's, I think it was his um, his debut in, what league is he in? It's in Taiwan. Taiwan? 
Taiwan, yes. right? It's Taiwan. The disrespect. So the, the Taiwan I'm League. Disrespect. No, I'm, I'm, the disrespect, bro. I just want to get it right. I want to get it right. I was thinking Taiwan, and it just anyway. Yeah. Well, nobody knew here. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so Shaquille O'Neal said this. He said Dwight Howard is supposed to have 30 points playing against dudes 5'8". And he said that the league is like Lifetime Fitness League. And this is what Dwight Howard had to say. He said, on an Instagram Live, he said, this message is for Shaquille O'Neal. First thing I want to say is, you gotta stop hating, brother. You gotta stop hating. I ain't never in my life came at you about your basketball career, your family, your kids, or anything of the sort, because there's no need to. The world is too big to hate on another man. Have I joked about, I've mimicked your voice and have mimicked what I've seen on TV. Everybody does that, comedians do that. People do it all the time. And I do it all the time. I do that to everybody, but I do not hate on people. Hate it. How do we like, or what do you guys feel about Dwight Howard's response to Shaq here? And maybe Shaq's reaction to um, Dwight Howard's debut in Taiwan. <laughs> I'm just letting the words speak that, for that, 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 must, that must say it all, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, I love Jack. I, I think he's hilarious and one of the more interesting people in the league. But it it's funny that he does keep bringing up uh, Dwight Howard. And I don't know if... I didn't see anything about this, so you guys please correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't see any posting or anything from from Dwight that was like, you know, bragging about putting up 40 in uh, this league. No. So that being said, and I, I never thought I'd see the day where I defended Dwight Howard over Shaq. It's just, it's weird that he came out with a statement. That no. That's all. It's just kind of, yeah. Clearly Dwight Howard has had a good career, but it wasn't where we thought it would be. And it, it speaks to, like, I know he's older and he's had his injuries, but it still speaks to where he's at now that he's no longer playing in the NBA. But at this point, it's just, it, it did feel like just a little bit of a below the belt shot. Like, he's <laughs> literally on the other side of the world now. Let's just let him enjoy his 40 point per game average against these five nine gentlemen that he claims them to be. <laughs> and leave it at that. That's all Shaq I got. Has never, Shaq has never gotten over the fact that the media and pundits crowned Dwight Howard Superman. From that moment in the, I think it was the 2008, 2007, whatever year it was, the dunk contest, and he put on that cape. I think Shaq has just been perpe forever perpetually butthurt about that. That he's just not... <laughs> Because that's Shaq's <laughs> moniker, right? Is Superman. And so yeah. I think that he's yeah. like, as long as Shaq is alive and as long as Dwight Howard is alive, Shaq will never get over it. He is the big, and I don't want to say the other word because I don't want to be sensitive, but he's the big Kevin Durant out here. Shaq, very Shaq, Shaq is very sensitive. Shaq also has like 20 other nicknames to be butthurt about. If we're right. being real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can't claim and, them all, man. And that's coming from someone who is forever grateful for what Shaq did for my for my Laker franchise. But he's just like, 
some of the stuff that these guys are doing, man. Like, and they they seem to be mostly Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm like, guys, just find some other hobbies. Get off Twitter, please. <laughs> Jay, what you think? I mean, it's kind of funny to see all of you have sympathy for Dwight Howard. I think that's where it comes down to. Like, we feel bad for this dude. He plays in basketball in China, for goodness sake, and Jun can't even pronounce or know the, the league that he plays in. And it's just a, a sign of like how, I don't want to say how bad Dwight Howard is doing, but his current basketball state, which is not, you know, not preferred, I'm assuming as a professional athlete, right? To play overseas. And Shaq, we all know how Shaq is. Shaq is, he could be funny, he could be mean, and John said right. it perfectly, he's super sensitive. I mean, but let's be real, if I'm playing devil's advocate <laughs> once again, is Shaq wrong? No, but Dwight Howard isn't wrong either that Shaq doesn't need to hate, so I'm giving two thumbs up. Keep the beef going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not wrong. But there are some things that are that may be better left unsaid. Yes, absolutely. that's a good way of putting it. Yes. Dude, but Shaquille O'Neal is like an uncle, man. And you know, and like Dwight Howard is acting like the the nephew that's like hurt about how the uncle has zero filter about what is saying. You know, it's like when you go to a family party. And they just say something straight up like, oh, you got fat. <laughs> he's probably wrong for saying it, but he's but probably he right? accurate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's probably accurate. So I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of like stuck in the middle here. Because it's like, didn't did it Stefan Marbury go overseas to China? And now he has like a statue. True. Because he was doing so great there. I mean, Dwight Howard should be putting up those kinds of stats there if i'm being like just completely honest and Shaq is right um but anyway that's actually all we have for tonight's pod i want to thank you three for being on jj thanks for being on man thanks everybody appreciate you all john thanks for being on yo thank you shout out to the taiwan team and dwight <laughs> howard <laughs> and of course sammy thanks for being on sammy thanks man and just to update everyone uh Cat looked like he had suffered a serious injury tonight. Early reports are that he might have avoided major injuries. So shout out to Cat. Hopefully he's healthy. Oh, it wasn't man. Injury. Looks like he avoided it. We'll know more in the morning. For those of you listening to this on Tuesday morning, hopefully we'll know more by then. And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All MBA Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at Clinic All MBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Bruh.